This is Art Town, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. And I want to say, as always, how are you doing? Uh, I hope you're okay, because uh, I'd be a little uh, upset if you weren't. So if you're listening now, um, I hope you're doing well. Because, uh, you know, it's it feels like it's going to be spring any minute, and we're going to kind of come crashing out of this, uh, you know, upstate New York, wintry, whatever. Although it hasn't been that bad. Um, so anyways, enough about the weather. Um, my guest this month is John D'Souza. And uh, he is uh, an interesting guy. Um I started following him on uh, Instagram, and uh, I i guess that's where I did. Yeah, and, you know, I had met him in the past um, at different art events, and when I was, like, more involved with Collarworks, uh, I, I probably met him there. I don't know if, you know, what that means. But, uh, you know, it was our first time really, like, um, having, I feel like, a conversation so that was pretty uh, interesting for me. I mean, you know, honestly, some of the the people I've interviewed, I, I've never talked to before, um, and that's always kind of fun for me. But um, yeah, so John, um, you know, is an artist, and um, he makes these digital uh, images that are then kind of printed on fabric, and then he stitches them and. The, the digital part is what got me really interested in what he was doing. Um, I think particularly it was, la- I remember at the end of last semester, uh, as I was teaching my uh, introduction to digital imaging class, I started really like looking at John's work because I felt like there were some students in my class that were like using a vocabulary of imagery that I, I wasn't. I just didn't know where it was coming from. <laughs> and I thought, you know, and then now at the same time, I'm looking at John's work on, on the, uh, the, uh, that, in, that Instagram app. And I'm thinking like, wow, he really like seems to be doing a thing that feels of the moment. And there's something going on. My students are, are, are doing that I'm not familiar with. And, um, uh, I'm like, okay, let me reach out to John. Uh, I, this was like a few months ago and let me, let me talk to him and maybe that'll give me some, some clarity of what's going on in my classroom. I, I felt like in some way, John, uh, if I talked to John, I would understand, um, my students better, but, um, that never happened. And, uh, and I don't think I ever understood what my students were doing, um, in the end, it was okay. Um, it was, I think it was fine. I don't have to understand everything. Um, I, I, I give to that, um, and that's fine. Um, but anyway, the clarity has been received from John, um, and you're going to hear that. So, uh, yeah, coming up is uh, me and John talking about his process and what he is doing, and what he thinks and feels, and uh, it was a great time. So here is John and I, and I, I had to go all the way down to Kingston. I think this is the, this is on record as the farthest um, Art Town recording. Um, although maybe last year, I'm trying to think, because I went upstate to, uh, to. Uh, Zach's place, and that was pretty far too. But this felt farther because I was on the highway. Um, anyways, yeah, Kingston, cool town, cool place to be. Um, and uh, John has a beautiful place down there full of uh, amazing art. Um, so, anyway, here we are flapping our jaws and, uh, you know, doing what we do. Take a listen. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, where they go? Do you play any music? I used to. Yeah, yeah, I used to. Um, I took. Um, I took. Uh, let's see. So let me see if I can just find the right. It's okay if I didn't grab the right notes this morning, but because I think I remember everything. I'm gonna ask you. It's possible. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. Um, so yeah, I used to play music. I took um, so I did two years of school, and um, at it was actually kind of odd. I was uh, at Sage Junior College hmm. when it used, you know, now it's Sage. Hmm. But uh, I finished there. Like I went in to do painting, and then I um. um uh, switched to photography because I was like quickly like disillusioned mm. <laughs> with the whole process. And then uh, I was just like really burnt out. Um, and uh, just from school. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took like three years and I had a band and we were just, I was just writing music mm-hmm. and, and working. The idea was to like see how far we could go, you mm-hmm. know, but it's like nothing really happened. Um, but it was crazy because like we, I played bass and I wrote like half the songs. Um, my friend John Carter, he was the other song guy, played guitar. What's interesting though is his brother, Josh Carter, started Fanagram. Oh. Which was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like an interesting little like, oh, okay. Um, and like, so his, John and I, we we, were, we lived together. We, it was like, you know, it was like a real, it was like we were married. But um, so we, I remember when his brother was younger, he started making these like little cassettes of songs hmm. and we would drive around and listen to him. And I was like, John, like your brother's amazing how mm-hmm. is he learning this <laughs> you know and it was like he just yeah he just was like, like natural um so that's like a rambling reason that's why cool. i listened to or right yeah. yeah he used to play music a lot um yeah it's so funny I, i've had all these little notes about you but it doesn't matter sure, yeah, um, we could riff or whatever yeah, it's, it's uh, okay it's just funny i grabbed all the old ones except yours Oh, no worries. Um, I like shows when they're just kind of BSing about like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we could do that. Um, it's, uh, it could be, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I was most, I was like very curious um, about when I first started seeing your work. Um, and I've seen like, I'm going to guess like this current form of your work is somewhat new to you mm-hmm. like in terms of like as a as making it uh so i'm kind of curious where it comes out of and then second uh i started looking at your work i think last my fall fall semester the things you were posting on excuse me on instagram i was like suddenly caught with because like i teach digital imaging like mm-hmm. i taught it for like you know, 10 years now. Um, and I make a lot of work. My work's mostly like finished in the computer. And I started seeing the things you were sharing. And I was like, God, that is like really interesting. Um, the digital images. Uh, and then I start. I think I started seeing the, the, the sewing and stuff. And I was like, really, but I was really curious about that. Like your choice of, of imagery that you were picking and also like the way it's made. Um, and like the references, uh, that you're kind of dealing with in terms of like, like the, I don't want to say like internet culture, but it seems like a little bit of that. So I was like curious, like, like what, what are you, like, what are your thoughts about that? So those are like some things we could talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm also curious, like kind of where you're from, maybe like where i don't know i I don't really know anything about you so i was like Mm -hmm. interested in some of your background because i know you went to saint rose right Mm -hmm. yeah 
what like what brought you to St. Rose? Was it art initially? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's been art from the get-go. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. Did a portfolio day, visited St. Rose. Uh-huh. Kind of loved it, felt comfortable. Yeah. Um, you said you've been up here for like eight years. Where are you from initially? Long Island. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Huh. And you were like even into art back then, like as a kid? Yeah, I think um I think until middle school it started it started to click or that identity formation was kind of coalescing into I'm pretty interested in mm-hmm. art and throughout high school I like to read like art books and uh-huh. get to learn about that way and mess around in my sketchbook, make digital collages, play around with editing, do my own little So you were doing that things. like well, how old are you? I don't, I don't even know. I'm gonna be twenty seven tomorrow. Oh wow. Oh mm-hmm. happy birthday. Thanks. Early birthday. Yeah. Huh, twenty seven club. Twenty seven yeah you <laughs> so made, made my last yeah, year. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> well it's good to get this on tape then. Um so like growing up down there, you must have had like more access to like looking at art, seeing was there I mean, were you were your parents like supportive of that or were they nervous or what was going on in the house? I'm curious. I think I think they were both supportive and nervous. They're not art people. Uh-huh. So it you know, it's not their world, but they were like if you love it, then do it and will support you. We don't get it, but mm-hmm. you should do it. Even though they're like, <laughs> maybe you should do graphic design instead of right, right. studio art. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my mom's pretty financially anxious about it, understandably, because it's not a lucrative field. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, um, making, yeah, odd quilts is not going <laughs> to, yeah. No, or yeah. yeah, and just like doing that hustle seems... Like, you know, it's foreign. It's kind of foreign, especially in the 21st century. Yeah. It seems like the way we're taught in school is very much looking at blue trip, blue chip artists and like the canon as, you know, models uh-huh. of success. And that seems to be kind of fading away or those methods of finding success are different and institutions are changing Mm. is is part of what you do like a reaction to that in some way like because you're the things you're making like almost like at least some of the things i i just saw and then you know what you've shared like they're so like um almost not there right it's like there's like little fabric and then some stitching um, are you like playing a little bit with the idea of like, um, I don't know, like the big aggressive painting or sculpture, or is there something in there that like you're kind of pushing at? Sort of. Um, I th- think I've always been interested in painting and the history of uh-huh. painting that seems to I don't know, sort of fuel me more so than other art forms or even music too, like hot take. But I think like music is probably like one of the highest forms of art above visual art um, (laughs) as uh, just like what you can do out of or even like film too. And just taking all these things into consideration, I guess um, I'm aware of at least now I'm aware of, I don't know how to phrase it. I guess, I guess like gatekeeping or power uh-huh. in the art world yeah. and how things work a bit or sort of expectations. It seems like the way we're kind of taught is or the least the ways I've been taught or expectations I have is very like gallery art driven or to push to make art for that setting. And I'm interested in that, but also I think the context of the way people view art is 
super different now. Like mm -hmm. we mostly see art on Instagram right. and yeah, engage yeah. in aesthetics and content on a daily 24 seven mm -hmm. basis. And I'm kind of getting more interested in like, oh, what is, what is this stuff? What is my work maybe communicating and how can I sort of meet the audience more or maybe just like use like Instagram as the context for the work as a way of just it being accessible and fabric and collage. Collage is something I've always been doing. It's kind of my main language, I guess. And fabric just helps keep it kind of in one sense practical because it's really easy to store, but also <laughs> you can like manipulate it a lot. Mm -hmm. It's soft. It's very forgiving. It's not like sculpture that's super bulky and can uh -huh. break. Like you can mess around with fabric in a lot of different ways, like combine, recombine things. And you mentioned yeah. painting a, a while back or the, it being engaged with it. Was that like the, the gateway for you? Like, totally. did you go to school to become a painter? Um, no, I think, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I just, I don't know. I went to school cause I wanted to be, and I was already an artist, but I kind of just wanted to learn more and mm -hmm. be in a studio environment, take classes. Um, you felt like you were an artist going in? Yeah, totally. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I had... <laughs> it's I bold. I mean, it just like was kind of natural. Like I was making mm -hmm. a lot of kind of bad like digital art and digital collages, uh -huh. but I felt very like confident and sort of like naive about it. And my friends seemed to like it. I was making music and that kind of was right. my identity and still mm -hmm. is. And it's just like, oh, if I'm making art, then I'm an artist. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I was too, like, um, I've always had, like, uh, like uh, what is it called? I don't know. I guess low self-esteem or something. But I was like, when I was, I felt too shy to, to say that when I was younger. But looking back, I, I think that was kind of my idea. I was like, all right, I'm walking into this. I'm, or I'm walking out of this high school. Like, I think I'm an artist, you know? Mm -hmm. But so you were already making like digital collages and you say they were bad. How were they bad? I'm curious about that. I guess it's like one of those things when you look back at uh -huh. old stuff and you kind yeah. of cringe because it's like, why did I do that? Or right. why did I make that move? It was enough. It's like too much because I made that extra move. I should have stopped like three yeah. moves before and it would have been perfect. Right, right. So it's kind of, it's a good exercise kind of reflecting on old work because you could kind of see like oh why didn't i didn't why didn't i stop at that point mm -hmm. but also kind of you know we we change and we're i was a different person right right yeah you know 10 years ago and the things i was making and what i was interested in was came out of a different context like from sort of middle-class white suburban Long mm -hmm. Island and that sort of upbringings formulated what I was making. I was, you know, right. It was, yeah, I see. Yeah. I'm still very interested in, in music a lot. I was listening to, you know, a lot of psychedelic indie uh -huh. music. So a lot of like those colors and, right, right. you know, trippy visual aesthetics was coming through the work and it kind of like when I look at it now, there's a kind of uh, pastoral naivete mm -hmm. to it. But I think throughout just getting older and having more experiences kind of change just changes that um, mm -hmm. or the work I think has gotten like a little like rougher or edgier in certain ways or like there's this infusion of digital or internet cultures, but it doesn't 
feel like it's sort of subscribing to one thing. Like I'm not championing like one right subculture. I'm just kind of taking from things I find that I think are interesting or funny or weird and creating this, these distorted mm-hmm. assemblages out of them. So it, is it mostly like there, I mean, that's, I guess what, you know, in part was, I was like, like, so like curious about is, is how you, um, how you curate like the images that you're selecting, like what, what the, like the instinct to, to have them printed on fabric. Um, and also, yeah, I guess we could start there with like the imagery. Cause it, it's like very funny to me in some <laughs> way, <laughs> like there's like some humor that I appreciate and I, I'm curious about that process. Um, the curation, I think nowadays I'm interested in the color green uh-huh. and the connotations of the color green. And it it feels like it can go, if we look at it in a binary way, it could go like both ways. Like green is nature. It feels like outside, but also green can have this toxic um, hue to it. Um, or can reference like old digital internet aesthetics, like sort of uh-huh. Y2K. And you think of like the matrix, like black and green, and it's kind of a loaded color. And I like, that's what I like about it. I like making work that is kind of loaded and you kind of have to piece it apart. And I don't know if there's necessarily meaning behind it or not, but I kind of enjoy making these visual associations and kind of having things rhyme formally. Like, oh, this kind of looks like this and I'm kind of just matching Mm -hmm. and playing with things. And lately it's been kind of anchored in that color or these ideas of nature quote unquote nature or outside and quote unquote like the digital or being inside uh-huh. something i think it's kind of a false binary as a lot of things are but i'm i'm just how i live now i feel kind of pulled between those worlds like you know living day to day and in the th- in the three D and uh, you know being <laughs> addicted to my phone and Instagram uh-huh. and images like everybody else's and I'm interested in that kind of tension um, and you know I like using these kind of realist or like realist images of outdoors like things like I take pictures of from day of the day that can be kind of banal but also idyllic images of nature or Mm -hmm. animals or collecting screenshots that are within those themes lately and mixing and mixing them up messing with them kind of um manipulating them and roughing them up to kind of create the sense of conflict i feel it's not like super intentional i guess this kind of is just happening that's just kind of how i work but i interpret it uh-huh. that way with this tension between you know physical and digital like they're kind of inseparable at this point yeah i mean well it, it, it be like in your work it, it definitely becomes that right because then there's this physicality of like we get to see like your hand in the sewing and like some of the other presentation. Now, like the manipulation in the computer that you do with the images is also very like aggressive. It feels like Mm -hmm. that it's like, you're kind of like further deteriorating them in some way. Also, like I find it interesting and I'm curious about this thought, but like, I I have some ideas about it. Like your, um, 
the presentation, the final of when we see the images that become part of whatever thing you're making, they're very distorted. Like they're very pixelated. Like there's no, um, it seems like there's no hesitation about acknowledging their, where they're from. Mm-hmm. Like they're from the computer, mm-hmm. right? They're from, this mm-hmm. is like a digital thing. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, I don't want to say, is that, is that kind of what you're thinking of? Like, is that? Yeah. It's like, like everything gets worn. Like everything uh-huh. is temporary. Everything, you know, everything changes and dies, mm. so to speak. And I like showing that. I, I think, you know, like when you walk around outside or abandoned building, I like seeing that kind of decay and change and growth happening all at the same time that that seems just real to me. It it doesn't, I don't feel like I'm being fooled or whatever. It seems like there's something profound in that. And I'm, I don't know, I guess, I don't know. I'm just interested in maybe it's an ego thing and just changing or manipulating the image or like putting my hand in it Uh some way or I'm not sure. And a few months ago I was reflecting on this and thinking like, Oh, like how these digital systems and algorithms can manipulate us in turn too. And it's kind of like this feedback of how we're affecting each other, like our digital identities, like our images, the way we think and behave, like in quote unquote real life. And it's kind of this crazy system. Uh Um, Yeah. Cause now it's funny, like, because like you're, you're scrolling, you know, looking for things and like the algorithm is like learning what you like. mm -hmm. So it's almost like a, uh, a partner in the, <laughs> the process of yeah, what it's feeding you. It's it, yeah, it's kind of demonic in a sense, <laughs> right? I mean that 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 tension of of like real life and like um, internet life is that it feels like that's something you think about a lot. Yeah, it, it it's essentially collapsed. Uh-huh. I think I I don't think it's a true binary. It's helpful to talk about it. In mm-hmm. like that simple way, but I almost think like in a nihilistic sense, like it's almost impossible to log off. Uh-huh. I like there's always like a coming back. Like it's funny, or, or it's become almost like a trend or a cliche where people have to announce that I'm going to be offline for X amount of time <laughs> right. or whatever. I'm like, oh, right. why do you even have to? say that like or why can't you just like kind of disappear and it it's great to I think it's a good thing I think it's a healthy thing to you know delete Instagram off your phone and take some Uh time for yourself and I think it's good but I always find myself like coming back (laughs) for more (laughs) come back with a vengeance yeah I don't know yeah and um because yeah, I don't know. There's a push and pull. Like the platforms are designed to do that, right? And yeah. it's kind of like predictable. They they might even know like, oh, John has like a pattern of like using Instagram for X amount of time and then going mm-hmm. off for X amount of time, and mm-hmm. it can become some sort of weird form formula. Um, But, um, yeah, I think like, I think at least for me, I don't, I don't want the work to make like an anti-tech statement or like Mm. a tech is bad sort of commentary. I don't, I don't want that to be like the final conclusion of the work because I, I really love you. (laughs) I really love using my phone. Like, you know, like we're all kind of, (laughs) I really love you. We're all kind of like addicted, but we all, it all seems like we enjoy using it to some capacity. And I don't know like how much that's 
sincerely acknowledge or or what is the boundaries between sincerity and irony that also seems to kind of like fall apart too because um in your you know, work or you think it on you know um, like i think there is like to me there is like some like uh there's a little bit of that in your work, I think. I mean, I don't see like the work you're making as like uh, anyway. Uh, tech is bad. It almost seems like a, an odd celebration of it to me. It's like, but like in a like a like like I think exactly what you're saying. It's like we're we're all in this together, and it's all falling apart at the same time. It mm-hmm. seems like that's part of it in some way. Yeah, I think so. It's, um, it's, yeah, I don't know if it's just like cope, but it's like, I don't know. I don't think there's an answer to any of these questions or no, no, it's just, it's just sort of things like we feel like, you know, there's like obviously context collapse on the internet and that's not a, new concept but we're always seeing like disturbing things and reading bad news like especially now like everything feels like super apocalyptic and dystopian yet like there can be you know you see cute dogs and cats and (laughs) in our maybe in our personal lives things aren't so bad but we're always trying to take in and processing these second order um trauma or violence and everything's at this level of like second order or third order Mm. observation. We're not seeing like the real thing in itself. It's always like the simulated version of the thing and layers of simulation. And that's interesting, like how it affects our identities, you know, like quote unquote offline, but also the way we present ourselves mm. online are all things I'm interested in sort of reading and listening about. Um, and yeah, like there's in terms of like a celebration of it, that was kind of um, one of the reasons I started using wool for these newer pieces. Cause I like <laughs> I like the cliche of calling somebody a sheep or like, oh, "Oh, you're sheep because like you conform to this belief system or this worldview or this position. And I just think, I just think it's funny um, because it's, because it's kind of ironic because we're all sheep in some capacity. We're all like conforming to some idea because that's just human collect. Right, there's no or pure or unique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's I think that's interesting or I like I like a theory and philosophy a lot. More so just like listening to other people talk about it like secondhandedly more right, so right. than doing the academic rigor of reading it <laughs> myself. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a great what, reader. <laughs> what was um I'm curious what well, like we're talking about the the wool and what like where did the um the the idea of of making these things into quilts or fabric come from like how did that like become your your way of presentation it started as uh just like a really practical consideration cuz i started working with fabric and 2021 and at the time throughout the pandemic I was making more like sculpture and like wall sculpture and during that time I've moved like two or three times like after a year of being at a certain apartment and just the stress of moving stuff and like coming up against the reality of sculpture is that it's a 3d object, like right. really, uh, you know, struck a nerve with mm-hmm. me. And it's just like, I don't know what these things are doing. Like I just pack them away and they're just like in boxes and it's just like, what's 
the point of making them. I kind of want to have a more accessible and practical, easier material to work with. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too much like a drawer or painter or work with paper. So like fabrics seem like a good middle ground because it can kind of function as painting. It can kind of function as sculpture. It can totally function as collage. So it kind of was in that ideal intersection for me as well as being practical to store and move because I could just mm -hmm. roll it up. And, and I thought it was um, just a suitable medium to work with and communicate through. So I started working with that more throughout um, starting grad school in So at the start of grad school, you mm -hmm. were starting to do that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it just it just made a lot of sense to me. It could be more immediate. It kind of told me when to to stop more with with sculpture. I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I was kind of experimenting with materials and messing around in my home studio, but I didn't have clear idea of what I was doing or mm -hmm. what I wanted to say and um I eventually gravitated towards using towels like bath and beach towels as a fabric because it had a connection to the beach. And I'm from Long Island and I have like a strong connection to that landscape. And I wanted to, you know, express myself through that material or deteriorating that material. And that started my sort of journey with using fabric and it's kind of have opened up and changed right from there yeah huh it's interesting but also like then there's like but then it becomes and it's not always but at times it's like uh you know like a quilt you know like you're kind of quilting mm -hmm. in some way and it feels like you know it's like a blanket it could wrap you, you right there's like some interesting you know yeah the the quilted form also just came out of um sort of a i don't know if it was like practical or logical thing that just made sense because i was making these collages on fabric and i would hang them and there was always this kind of presentation problem like how are these things presented are they presented in space are they presented on a wall like what what's going on and right. it seemed the quilted form made the most sense because a quilt is three layers of fabric that are sewn down together so it's creating this denser mm -hmm. body that is sort of inching is similar to painting because it's like it has more of a structure than a loose hanging piece of fabric. Right. So I got interested in making things within like a quilting process. Um, I think I'm less so interested in making traditional quilts, like following like the log cabin pattern <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not to say like that, that is also yeah. interesting history. And I really love you know people who do that and their traditional quilts are beautiful but i was also coming at this angle of the digital and interested in digital imagery and wanted to wanted to incorporate digital collage again into the work because i think that's something that kind of fell at the wayside throughout my undergrad years and the time between undergrad and grad school which was like peak covid um yeah because that felt pretty immediate and kind of second nature and during that time also for some reason i distanced myself from the screen mm. and i wanted to make more physical work i think i was at a point in my life where i was more interested in I don't know how to put in the words, but in a, I guess I was more interested in kind of the romanticism of like the physical or like being offline or like the poetry of that or the poetry of nature and like slowing down. And 
like all of these good things. And I was talking to Kelsey before my partner and I was saying like, I feel like I was more sensitive (laughs) pre-COVID or like before I had to start working Uh full time or before, you know, experiencing a lot of chaos online with, you know, COVID, the election, the Black Lives Matter protests, the wildfires, like all those things, like seeing them online in person kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful. And that was feeling more real, or I felt like I wanted to engage with that in some capacity instead of going off into my own sort of right poetic world kind of detached from that that almost was feeling like disingenuous or kind of out of touch and i wanted to kind of plug back into Mm -hmm. all the shit and you know even if it's not directly referencing all those um political and social events it's just using images or s- screenshots it's kind of referencing the you know the place where mm-hmm. these things are being brewing. shared or brewing yeah. and create creating these chaotic sort of i mean your work feels pieces. very much of the moment you know it feels like of this time and mm-hmm. like a reflection of that that's interesting that the like the way to to bring it back in was like through the the collage and and it's almost it must have felt like like so you're making these things and then it must have felt like well what if i just put this picture in here you know and then like see what happens you mm-hmm. know it must have been very uh I feel like that must have been very exciting to think about, you know, again, like playing with fabric patterns, sewing, stitching, and then, oh, okay. Well, now there's like this image of something in there, you know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And the whole thing becomes, you know, an extension of your collage practice. Yeah. And kind of in a like quasi political sense for me, like I wanted to work to be accessible to people. Like I want people to see things they could recognize and connect with. Um, I was more so like critical of, you know, the arts institution, which it feels like there's a lot of gatekeeping in galleries and museums or it seems like sometimes I wasn't seeing like my world reflected or Mm -hmm. what I was seeing online reflected a lot. Even, you know, there is work, like that, but it f- feels almost a little disconnected for some reason. I know that's like a vague answer, but that's just kind of how I was feeling mm-hmm. at the time. And, you know, at that time and up until now, I started to value or hear other artists' advice of, you know, it's important to respond to the conditions you're right. living in. Yeah. And that seems to, or might have more of an impact than say, trying to escape those things, even though like it could, it could be good artwork and can be valuable and we do need escapes. Um, I was kind of, I kind of wanted to respond mm-hmm. in some way, even though, you know, it can be kind of, a few steps away or kind of abstracted or not directly, you know, being an artwork about the quote unquote current mm-hmm. controversial thing. Right. Then, yeah. It's like referencing spectacle or it's referencing the fragmentation of, you know, these pop imagery or these grotesque or strange images that may come up or create a feeling of anxiety or create a feeling of like relief. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like goes back to me wanting to incorporate these sort of 
nature-y sort of idyllic-y cute images but also have something more brutal too because it creates this kind of back and forth between stress and relief yeah. in a way and the color green can do that like it's green and blue are <laughs> relaxing colors yeah to look at uh-huh. <laughs> i like that we went back to green um what was um what was because i'm curious just a little what was the going through grad school what um how was that for you was that um it was great i think it really with just this, to have the time and the space yeah. to be in the studio um that's kind of all i needed and just to have getting feedback from your peers yeah. and professors was really great and was challenging because i'm admittedly a very impressionable person <laughs> and i get really i can get really caught up on the last thing somebody says or the last uh-huh. thing i see or hear and be like i'm going to do this now or i should be right. doing it this way and that's always kind of a challenge or something i have to that's be tough. aware yeah. about like no you don't have to change everything or start making stuff like this like what you're doing some what you're doing already is valuable and could use work but you don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. um but i think it would, yeah grad school is a good growth it's an impressive process. group that you went through with a lot of yeah, artists yeah, in that group. totally. Yeah, we're all talented. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I? I just forgot. I had something on the tip of my tongue. I wanted to wrap up with you, um, and now I just forgot everything. But, um, oh, my God. I, I don't know. Oh, the thing I wanted to ask about that that, that, that you said that it just came back to me Um that you don't do, I was very intrigued by that. You don't do a lot of drawing in, I could see not doing a lot of painting, but you're, you're the work at least you're making now. I mean, that stitch feels very like informed by someone who is interested in like a mark. Yes. Like, I mean, it's really quite beautiful what you're doing. Um, so that's kind of interesting. You don't have a, a, a connection to, to that. I, as a practice i do and do. that's something i'm uh-huh. working on bringing in more mm-hmm. and more i'm you know i've been using sketchbooks for years and you know do whatever mm-hmm. in them and it almost feels drawing almost feels more vulnerable mm. or the sketch feels 100%. very vulnerable yeah. and that's something i'm working on because I do love work that incorporates drawing and painting. And honestly, sometimes that work is stronger where it has more of a foundation in drawing um, because I do admire that sort of skill set and confidence. I think that does register for me and that's something I want to continue working on or ideally would like to show the audience like my process of Mm -hmm. figuring that out like I don't think I'm I don't think my craft is super duper honed in but I think like I could learn a lot by just making a lot of little pieces like making a piece one like making a piece every one or two days and sharing it and kind of moving forward, trying not to get too precious about perfecting Mm -hmm. one thing. And I think that way I could grow more and hone in my craft and skills. And I also have heard that as being a good piece of advice for artists, not getting caught up on perfection and just kind of just trying to crank shit out honestly right Um, yeah and i I want to do that yeah yeah i just want to do that with the drawing or the sewn drawing and get better Mm -hmm. at that yeah wow Hmm. it's fascinating well i love your work i really do (laughs) thank you justin and uh yeah i think we'll how do you feel you okay I feel great. I mean, I could yabber on forever. (laughs) Okay. 
I think we'll stop here. Sure. But uh, thank you again for having me down. And uh, yeah, I love it, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. No problem. Well, how about that? That was fun, right? You know, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for the continued support. And, uh, you know, if you like it, share it, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Um, or don't do anything. Uh, let's see. Uh, the theme music is by the one and only Fantagram. And uh, this was uh, produced, recorded, engineered by Silent Studios North with uh, generous support from the New York State Council for the Arts. <laughs> <laughs>